When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and I think the mood will be a lot lighter this week, even if college football is still completely off the rails because Nicole's back. Yes. yes. <laughs> about time. Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. We're going to talk a lot about Ohio State, a lot going on. And Nicole, just still, are you over the game yet? Or how, how have you processed what happened? Mm, have you been yes, missing? Yeah, we haven't seen you since. since. You went into witness protection for two weeks. After <laughs> no, it was, it was traumatizing. I was, I was talking with Berm a little bit. I said, you know, you've heard me on the show. I do. I just feel that at one point we were going to have to lose. And I just feel of all years to lose, this was the best year because we had a really young team and they just happened to be playing great. And I feel like we've seen that all year with a lot of the games. Yeah. You know, Michigan State, that was supposed to be a lot closer of a game for Ohio State versus them. And they just weren't on their A game that time, you know? So I feel like Michigan just happened to be playing really, really great in their home stadium. And so... I think that's the only reason it happened. That's the one thing that we didn't say the last two weeks, Bob, that that was the best time for the streak to come to an end. It was the best Mm. chance for it to come to an end. I think best chance. I don't don't know if (laughs) there's ever a good (laughs) end. You're right. (laughs) But you know, I always like to see the positive side. I have to put the positive spin on it. I I knew there would be a more sunny disposition. Don't get me wrong. It was devastating. (laughs) It was. My son is still traumatized by it, but you know. I mean, he doesn't even remember. He was probably... Like barely walking, Gosh, yeah. talking the last time they lost. Yeah, I don't even. When when was, was that? 11? 11. 2011. 2011 was. Yeah, so yeah, that would have so. been like yeah. right around when Stone he was diapers. born. Yeah. yeah. Golden mm-hmm. plate diapers. That's, yeah. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, is there ever a good time to get like some serious dental work? Is there ever a great time to get a vasectomy? Like, those are questions you have to ask yourself. <laughs> Usually, is there ever like a good March time? Madness, I thought was a good time for that. <laughs> No, because well, actually true. <laughs> that's what they say. Like, what do you th- like, dude? Listen, I jump, w- I jump around way too much watching those games to be able to stay sedated and Fair sit enough. in the chair. Like, oh, okay. Especially you start getting some, ga- you start getting mm-hmm. some juice on some of those games. I mean, you're going back and forth. You think you can win your bracket? I mean, holy smokes, coach! What are we talking about? So, yeah, I mean, I don't Plus know. Also, be able to legally wager on it. hundred uh, yeah, percent. So. I mean, that's that's happening as well. So all these things are good. So I don't know if there's ever a good time, but it probably was like you said. From the, the most likely time for it to happen. And so I guess because you can kind of see that they were playing really well. It's a young team, whatever. It would have been much worse if this was an Ohio State team that was like steamrolling through everything. Right. And I think lost to a Michigan team that was like six and five, kind of limping into the game, who really ruined everything for you. I, and guys, I can already tell I'm going to regret saying this because so many people are going to oh, disagree with me. Let's go. But I feel again the positive side yeah yes i feel like it brings the expectations back down that we can really enjoy (laughs) when we win and it's not just i mean it's still going to be expected it's still going to be expected on message boards but it just makes no i don't and that's why i'm saying this good idea that's why you you have this positivity because if you're on those things that's why i don't look at them because i i like to keep the pot but seriously it's now it's like those guys will never want to feel that way again. And sometimes it takes being brought 
got off that pedestal and back down to be like, okay, I need to really enjoy this and value, you know, what take a, it all in. I think what Woody a, what had a, something yeah. to say about that, didn't he, Jay-Z? Who's that? Woody, Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. Woody. He was the coach at Ohio State for a few years. <laughs> nothing. His name was on Guys, the, that was the before my time. You know, I think I've heard of that guy before. Okay. There's nothing. Did he have a good record against Michigan? The, the soul like a good butt kicking? Yeah. So, paraphrasing. I've honestly never seen that there. And I... But is it there in front? It's just a. It's just a Woody. No, because you don't actually want to hear that a lot. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, why didn't you go for, or why'd you go for two? Because I couldn't go for three. Yeah. You know, one it's of those a Woody good time but, stories. But it's yeah. accurate. Sometimes you need to get your butt kicked in order to reassess your priorities and where you are. I don't think that the average Buckeye fan thinks the same way you do, though, because most of them are are seem very comfortable being miserable at this point, and like the sky is literally fallen. I understand that too. And I do understand. All the fans I don't. and how important the game <laughs> was. No. I do. It it was. I, mean, I know fun how important it is to there's, people, but it's it's just such a. There's a, an overreaction that's going on right now. To oof, good. To, well, I think it's the snapback on the other side. Is what is probably irking people to where twenty years of history just disappeared, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like this game has been dominated. You by thought Michigan was winning all these years, right? Because I, I asked this. I had this conversation this morning on air. Uh, in my well, radio let's show. let's preface this: what you're going to talk about here, Bob, because I think it'd be different if Michigan was being very humble about what yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, and then, then, but this was the the point. And, and Justin, you guys, Justin was around. I mean, Nicole was here. I'm like, when we weren't on the team in '01, but I'm like, there was like a sense of excitement. Like, gosh, one one up there. That's awesome. With Tress. I don't remember like trying to find Michigan fans to yell. Yeah. At them. yeah. There weren't. I mean, you guys were soft. And I would say this, like there wasn't like social media as we know it, but get, granted the fact that Twitter spaces exist, which is a glorified chat room. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going back to ICQ. So like that is basically <laughs> where we are now. Um, so that did exist. And I don't remember this like vitriol and stuff happening. We're like, you're the worst. Like we beat you for the last 15 years, mm-hmm. 12 years. Okay, well then, and you want to know too? Like, I don't remember there being a lot of like Michigan's the worst team. Hey, no. we beat a team that was ranked really highly. They were really good, going to get a chance to play a national championship. But like, beat a worthy adversary and won the rivalry game a couple times in a row. Like, I, and maybe there were fans out there who were like all about this. But just watch, even outside of the, the award show stuff, the stuff that I've wow. had in my mentions and everything else, like people yelling at me, I'm like, dude, I, I have three pairs of gold pants. That game, it's not like someone broke into my house and stole them and they and you don't wiped, get them back? wiped my memory from them and <laughs> took away those wins. Like They still existed. Everything still has happened. And it wasn't like it was in a, in a performance that felt really raw and hurt because they ran the ball and it was good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it wasn't good on defense. But it wasn't like it was 42 to 3 right. either. Like it was a game and you felt until probably about 4 or 5 minutes left that Ohio State still had a mm-hmm. shot if yeah. they could get something mm-hmm. going to win. I mean, are you trying to tell me social media is terrible? Yeah, right. No, it's the best Golly. place to go. If I really want to find out what the world is like, I dive into that social media hole. <laughs> it's it is a <laughs> great place. Terrible. It's a frightening place. But, but that part, Bob, is separate to me. Like cuz the uh, fans are fans. That's going to happen. Like that trash talk outside. I think what's more bizarre is the only word I can come up with is that Michigan is act like they on the field wiped away the last 20 years with one game when your coach says that somebody at Ohio State um, seemed to be directed at Ryan Day was standing on third and acting like he hit a triple when the offensive coordinator has now decided after one game that Ohio State is a finesse team and has no toughness because they didn't out tough somebody in one particular game when 
one of your most famous alums, hijacks the Heisman ceremony to talk trash to the face of the quarterback. Of the quarterback, your face, Charlie Murphy. I mean, what are we? What is happening here? Like, they are so arrogant that it's insane. Yeah. It really is. Like, what? And I honestly, somebody felt, point to me one time that Ohio State did this in the last twenty years. I, I, I can't. I mean, I. I would like to think, and believe me, people get a little bit crazy and you get on one and it's like, all right. But it felt like the more wins that have happened, it's just kind of been like, ah, like it doesn't even, it's not even as much fun to talk to trash. You're like what Desmond did, did you watch the Heisman Trophy ceremony? I Yes. And so I, the Aiden Hutch, I felt almost bad for Aiden Hutch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think he, for yeah he's sitting up there like, so, uh, you know, what Aiden said was totally it was fine. It was perfect. 100%. The goal, what? I came back to beat Ohio State. We did that. Yeah, I Big came 10 back championship. Yeah. Like, he, that was great. Complete the mission. Right. What was he supposed to say? I came back because I hoped to win a game. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted yeah. to be at the Heisman? No. No. Like, yeah. I wanted to beat Ohio State, and I wanted to win a Big Ten championship. 100%. And like... Then the comment, hey, of, you know, was it? Uh, Tebow jumps Tebow's in. Like, hey, oh, it's a good thing you're in good between thing, them. Ken, that, That's funny. That's good. Hey, ha, uh, funny, good. And then Des, like, all Jeez, of a sudden, better. from the top ropes, better. Hopefully, he does a better job than your offensive lineman. And he's like, ah. and no yeah. one kind of laughed. And Tim, nobody laughed. I think was it Tim? Like, oh, throw him under the bus. Yeah, well, yeah he's like, yeah, he threw him under the bus. Because huh? you had to break that rough. weird silence. I'm like, Des, dude. Like, did You're, Desmond play in that game, by the way? I can't remember. He must have. I think he scored a touchdown. Okay. He must have. I think he ran for yards, too. So he was a part of that effort. Like it just, it, I didn't understand it. It was so, it's supposed to be a time to celebrate those four guys. Mm-hmm. Some playful quips back and forth. Like, that's yeah. great. Hey, hey, you're in between hey, them. That's that's cool. That's okay. There's I a mean, rivalry. We get that. But hey, then You're up here because of, you know, you were able to get to that guy three times. Like, yeah. okay, that's funny stuff. It happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, the offensive linemen weren't there to defend well, themselves. Like, and, we're, yeah. we're just going to throw them out and cj don't have a and mic what, so he can't say anything what well, he couldn't anyway yeah because somebody has to act like a classy individual well, exactly. over there and yeah, not go no over doubt. and do that so I, I just that was absolutely someone tweeted someone tweeted me like i'm glad your co- head coach was there to see it i'm like as if the head coach of any of those players wasn't at the ceremony yeah. <laughs> why would that ever be the case can you tell me a reason outside of like a death in the family yeah. severe sickness why the head coach of one of the Heisman Trophy finalists yeah. would not be there. Every <laughs> one of them was there to support their okay. guy. So him saying you're glad for him to see it, yeah, like, okay, awesome. Great. Two thumbs up. And they wouldn't have watched it on TV either or got the clips into them immediately Man. since it went well. straight to our favorite social media outlets. It's almost just like they don't know how to act because, they, you know, they got something nice or they you know, had a good game and they finally won it and they just don't know how to – the NFL, they would have thrown a taunting flag. <laughs> they would have been a taunting Don't get flag. me started on that. Taunting <laughs> penalty. That penalty on Von Bell on Sun. Oh, my God. Taunting. It, it almost, like, stains the win, the win of the game, too. Like, it makes it not as attractive or something that should be celebrated because there's definitely a way you should handle yourself after a win. I mean, people, I don't know. That's just terrible. I think that like, trash talk is great. Yep. And if this, like actually levels some of the playing field or the motivation on both sides. I'm all for that too. And there's the part of like blowouts, Bob, like if you want them to stop talking or stop scoring, like shut them up. So I get that you won, you get to do whatever you want. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But I just had eight and three out of 21 years. These Michigan men who carry themselves so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. higher than everybody else are the same ones who are calling Michigan state little brother and then losing every year. And then beating one time Ohio state one time. If Aiden Hutchinson had said what, Desmond Howard did. I would have thought it was funny. Yeah, that that's the truth. He did it because he did it. 
but for a professional announcer, I don't. I understand you have loyalties to a school you play for, but you don't see Kirk Herbstreit doing that. You don't see Joey Galloway doing that. You don't see Robert Smith doing that. You don't see any of the other Ohio State. Guys I've never seen any of the other we'll guys make Charles a Woodson do stuff like that. Yeah, I've well, never seen any of the other hosts up there ever make a joke like that severe about their allegiance, regardless of yeah. whatever. Robert I didn't did. think you were allowed to do that. <laughs> like yeah. well, the secret rules behind the scenes. Yeah. And it shouldn't come across as sour grapes. This is truly a situation where a guy shouldn't have said something in his role, period. And it's not a, if he wants to say it on his podcast or go on a, a if this was at a go blue, a Michigan fundraiser, right. all or, or, the jokes right. is, or if he has a podcast that he does his own thing, that is what it is. But on national TV that night for the Heisman ceremony, come on. He could even say that at a desk, but it's a ceremony. It's not, I mean, it's a TV show because we put it on television, but it's supposed to be an awards banquet. Yeah. Like, and it's supposed to be about those guys. Like that that's the disconnect that I had. I mean, at any if you want to sit there in your Pollock and you joke around and say that up at the desk with Herbie and those that's cool. Yeah. It's maybe in poor taste, but it's whatever. Like that it just I couldn't imagine at any other awards banquet that something like that being said and people not making a bigger deal about it. Yeah. You could see RG three's face where he was just like, <laughs> what are you doing? And CJ, I mean, he had to stand up there and take it. He, he clearly wasn't happy about it, but I felt like Aiden, Aiden kind of event. even like... Hey. Yeah, I think he kind of just like, ooh, what's going in the... Can I finish my answer now? <laughs> just, you know, and it's like, um, bring just, it back to me. He just jumped back into it. Yeah. Like, didn't address it. Acted like yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, man. We're moving on. It's fun. That's part of college football. Football's good, isn't Ron it? Ron and Notre Dame. And there's, there's a lot of things at Ohio State, there's not that Crawford. they needed it, but that they will be able to point to in this offseason to fire them up even more. Yeah. Bob's already ready for the offseason. He's skipping right past the Rose Bowl. <laughs> On the granddaddy of Notre Dame. Um, Nicole, how have you organized all the travel for this month? It's it's coming along. That's probably doing some research, you know, with the, I guess there's something new this year that we're dealing with the vaccinations if you aren't um, testing. And um, so just trying to figure those little logistics out, but it's going to be an awesome trip. I'm excited for you, Nicole, because I think logistically this might be the toughest, most challenging, most uh, greatest opportunity for you to show your skills. Thanks. Okay. Between it being in the state of California, Florida, Florida, Texas, or California were the options. Or Arizona. Arizona. But even outside of just the test, but the the setup of getting people from point A to point B, the LAX flight. I mean, that's, I know you're excited about this. It'll be great. And we have travel partners though. Yes. I'm not on Twitter. Hey guys. Don't watch the video that they tweeted out. Oh no, I already saw it. But (laughs) it's so funny. Like it is funny. I thought about getting Twitter and then I was like, oh no, I can't keep up with that. No. (laughs) I can't add that on top of everything else. But um, yeah, we're very, very excited. And the most exciting thing too, I think for a lot of our winners that I'm excited for them to see is the Rose Bowl Parade. Because I think... I've we've had so many winners say I think that they call it the parade of roses. I'm what, You're right. No, no, it might be. <laughs> they do officially call it that, but you don't have to give in. It's all to what they're saying. Nonsense about. I'm thinking like what I'm reading on my sheet, the, but the tournament of roses and the granddaddy of them all. You don't have to give That's into their on, branding. I mean, it's on people's bucket list yeah. to see that, you know, and so to know that they're getting to do that and obviously to go to the game and guys. I need to make it clear. I don't like losing either. I just like to bring a positive spin, and I'm proud of the guys. And I just you're not condoning them losing that game. I, I, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're going to win that game because I truly think that they are probably so upset over Michigan because of everything behind it. I think we're going to play amazing, you know. And so, I mean, there are bad games. There are games where you just don't play your best. Best. What? 
what's going to happen to you if Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave don't play in this game? Well, Olave, I, Olave is the one. Olave, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll it, be well, sad. it's okay. It, you know, I'm just proud of them. I'm glad they stayed. You know, another year. And it. I told. I said to my son, I was like, it is going to be weird not watching it with them in there <laughs> <laughs> next year. You know. So, but I'm hey, excited for them. Hey, next man up. Yep. Okay. So Ohio State football. Next man up. Next smile up. Yes. There's others. Next yes. smile. That precious <laughs> smile. Precious You've never seen smile. Julian Fleming smile? Come on. I know. We've got some great guys. And I'm. I, that's what's so fun about watching them. It's fun watching them grow because I guarantee next year versus Michigan, it's going to look absolutely unreal. Next year, Nicole's going to be like, have you guys ever seen this Emeka Buka kid? <laughs> <laughs> sure what a does. smile. He sure he's, is nice. He's a delightful. I've given him a Buckeye leaf before. I know he, he sure is. is. <laughs> he sure is nice at Emeka. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting experience, that's for sure. The Rose Bowl, uh, there's a lot of traffic. As you said, there's mm. some interesting uh, vaccination rules and cards that you have to take. And Berm walks, last through, week is, walks through neighborhoods to get to the stadium. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. just, Were you there? The, you went the last time with the Rooster mm-hmm. Bowl. It is yes. logistically just a nightmare. Every single thing about the Rose Everything about the Rose Bowl, except for the game itself, is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst. Nicole was just trying to get the 24 people excited about their trip, Berm. You guys are going to love it. Everyone else is going <laughs> to hate California it. is beautiful. Well, setting it up is mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, no, having somebody else take care of it all for you certainly will make it a whole lot better. But boy, oh boy, as far I mean, let's just dive right into it, right? Okay, let's. All the games we've covered in the last decade around Ohio State football, has there been a bowl game that you disliked more than the Rose Bowl? I hate the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Really? Travel about- Partners of Dublin does a phenomenal job, though. Like, if I had them coordinating everything, so they should take over. The Travel Partners should help the Rose Bowl coordinate all of their availability throughout the week, so that we don't have to get on a broken down bus with no shocks and sit in traffic for an hour and a half to go watch Ohio State practice for fifteen minutes. So that's bad. what it is. Real bad. Everything and about it. Maybe they can also build some curbs so that when Berm gets off that curbs bus, are very he doesn't just. Oh! I had an oh, and fall whoa. onto his back like a turtle. <laughs> I was protecting thousands of dollars worth of gear. See, this is the problem. So this is why you don't like it. No, you fell. I, I have no getting problem off a with bus, the fact that I was now the Rose Bowl. after working for 12 hours and it took a step where I thought there was a curb and there wasn't and I happened to slip out of the Ooh, bus. That's the worst. Did I did I turn mid-air while uh, holding on to $3,000 worth of equipment sure in order did. to prevent the equipment from being damaged? Sure did. You're darn right I did. Would I do it again? Absolutely. That's a Unless great athlete employee. would have went down hard with the equipment look at you it's a good thing I, that was not what made the trip terrible you were well you asked me. <laughs> it's a good start I mean, that was you actually the best trip of the trip and that was the best part of the that trip. was the best trip of the entire trip for me <laughs> the, the, everything else about that experience if i were with you guys i would have whipped out some biofreeze out of my emergency Boom. kit yes. and emergency I'd be like, kit. let's keep going do you know let's how go. many oh. bowl games we've been to where they have like a bowl suite in the hotel and you're yeah. allowed to go down there have a couple of cocktails adult beverages Great. with your co-workers mm-hmm. and peers mm-hmm. uh later in the evening after a long day of working all it's, of them. Yeah. Do you know the how parts. many of them prevent you from taking beer to your room? One. <laughs> Guess which one it is. Talking to you, Rose Bowl. <laughs> Pathetic. Oh, no, 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 no. Who wants to go back to their room and drink by themselves? This was pre-COVID, okay? This was 2018. Oh, yeah. I, believe me, I got you. It's, this it's, was, we were like, what is going on here? It, it was absolutely, like our hotel, like our room was a floor up and you weren't allowed to take it out of the the suite is that a I, rose bowl or a california law i, I mean, have pockets i didn't well yeah. it was pathetic rose bowl 
Give the man his beer Anyway, in his room. 24 people get to go thanks to they Roosters. Do. These, They're so these guys excited. don't have to stay in the stupid media hotel. We're staying in Huntington Beach just Whoa. because there's more to do. Nice. But it is, I do remember it being a long drive, but it's okay because we go there for the day and then it's it's great. So. When, when will the Roosters Bowl uh, winners get to go out there? When are you leaving? Nicole? We leave the 29th and come home the second. So it's, a, which is nice. It's a few days after Christmas. I was talking to someone and I was like, one year we left the 26th. And as a mom, like <laughs> the day after Christmas, it was just, it was a lot. Yeah, welcome. But, That's the player's life right there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, Christmas, right. see you guys, not tomorrow. And you got to yeah. do Christmas on the day before Christmas so you can get back to the Woody and yeah. get on a plane to go. We did Christmas in Texas one year. That was the nice. Alamo Bowl, baby. That's the biggest incentive <laughs> to make sure yeah, that you're playing a good in, a, game. in a New Year's Day Bowl is that you do not have to have Christmas in a hotel in, a in hotel. some rando city. And hope that your family can get there. Hope that, well, They're not coming down like five days before <laughs> the game. Coach like, oh, we gave you the afternoon off so you can ha- yeah, oh, hang, hang out. out with what? Who? Yeah. Our roommate and sit there and look at each other? Yeah. My parents? Aww. Everything's closed. It's Christmas Day. Six, <laughs> yeah, where are we going to go? The river walk's awesome on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you this. If you've ever gone to a bar on Christmas Day in the river walk, or really any place uh, in America, like folks, if you don't have anything going on and you don't have a family, don't feel bad. Go find some companionship at a local watering hole and see what the world has to offer there because it's an interesting cross-section we, of what's available. We, yeah, we no found doubt. one place. Travel to San Antonio. With food the last time that we were in uh, L.A. It was a bowling Bowl. alley. It was a bowling alley. Mm. And um, On Christmas. We got there on Christmas Day, and we had to go to a bowling alley around the corner from the uh, media hotel. What we have? Uh, hot dogs? This, this is in Rose Bowl? Yeah. Uh, was that we where, had like ba- two is that where it was Walter Solchek there rolling? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dude? <laughs> so it was a bowling Market. alley. It, it was an upscale bowling alley. Okay, let's to be clear. Uh, it, but it was, I mean, it was a bowling alley. We walked in. We I think we had a Miller Lite and some chicken fingers. Mm. Merry Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Los Angeles. <laughs> Can't wait to get roast? back I, at the end of the month. Huh? Everything about California. Gonna be awesome. Nicole, anything else going on at Roosters right now? That's... Appetizer on the list is the fried pickles. Ooh, fried pickles. Again, mm, mm, $2 could be appetite. a surprise, but as of right now, it looks like Olentangy Road some. has some. That's yes, right. they do. Well, yeah. for now, until Jay-Z yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. And we're now. still running our gift card promotion, too. So for Tell every $50 in gift cards you buy, you get a $10 bonus buck. Ooh. So it's for you Can't to use after that. January. Yeah, it's great. Love that. Come get some Roosters gift cards tomorrow when you get fried pickles. At this location, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you get an appetizer, appetizer no matter what. That's right. And you can't $2. beat it. You can't beat the price. You can't beat Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Nicole's going to go about her day. We're going to come back and talk a lot more about Ohio State's offseason slash Roll Bowl, Rose Bowl preparations. We'll be back after this. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Welcome back to the Letterman Lounge. Rolling along on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. And Ohio State has a new defensive coordinator, Bob. Yeah. What do we know about Oklahoma State, former Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles? I thought we were bringing in Manny Diaz. No, he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And neither did Will Muschamp. He went to Penn State. Or, oh. Yes, he went uh, east. I don't know. Any other pie in the sky? Gary Patterson. These guys were never an option. This, by the way, was... Mark D'Antonio. The Mark, job was... Okay, come on. <laughs> that was in the middle of the season, wasn't it? Bobby shot that down after week yeah, two. That was in the middle of the season. Yeah. Wherever that rumor may have started. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Who did start that? Room? Gosh, I don't it, know. Uh, it doesn't. Matter. Oh gosh, Jim Knowles. Know, what do you know? know? I know. I think what do you I know. know about Jim Knowles? It doesn't. Matter. Um, soccer style kicker. Um, <laughs> for the Ace Ventura reference uh, out there. Ace is out. I love it. <laughs> um, but I will say, what do you know? Did about you just Jim watch Knowles? that with your kids or something? <laughs> no, bring up the Ace. It's always like, what do you know <laughs> about Ray Finkel? Um, Deep breath. So you know, he's kind of got a unique path. Like he's a Cornell guy. Him and Andy Bernard have that in common. Yep. Played Go there. Big Red. Got coached, started coaching there, like worked his way up, became a head coach there. Wasn't great as a head coach. Gets fired and then kind of falls into basically kind of being with Duke for the better part of a decade. He spends a year at Old Miss, but he's really at Duke most of the time with David Cutcliffe, 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 yeah. Cutcliffe there. And then before he goes to Oklahoma State, um, you know, I watched, <clears throat> I went back and watched some of their film. Just to take a look at you know defensively at what they do and how they operate. I mean, he does a lot of different stuff. It's it's a fairly complicated mm-hmm. defense. Um, a little bit of the spin the dial of what he wants to run. He runs a stand up end. Now I know they said it was a four down front. I mean, without getting too much into like the weeds, basically most of what they do, Justin, is it's three guys with their hands on the ground mm-hmm. and a stand up end like. I know they used you that way a little bit. Four, yeah, year, right? it's four man. It's four down spacing. It's not like it's a traditional three man. Now they did do a little bit of three man, like third and way long, uh, but they ran they ran a lot of two shell stuff. They ran some max pressures uh, against Oklahoma, um, some single high zone. I mean, they, they do they mix a lot of stuff in there. Now, I also saw with Oregon State. I believe every guy that he had out that was technically a starter was in their fourth year or beyond. They had like two six-year guys. so Which matters. Which matters. They were in the system for three, four years. These guys are smart. They understand it. They're experienced. Now, they didn't have some freshmen. They had a really good freshman. They played at that jack position a little bit as well, number 30. Um, but, he had like, what, 13 sacks or something? Yeah, he was good. They, he wasn't the, quote, starter. They had an older guy who was starting. He was good, too. But, you know, they're tough. They're physical. You know, he's like a vegan. He does yoga. Like Coach Cool. I mean, so he's kind of Coach Cool. Him, I said, they call you that? He goes, no, I just kind of just made that up. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah. He looks okay. like he's like kind of an older dude. Like yeah. he's not this young, hot and coming like female. He's been around for a yeah. while. Um, I like what he's doing. I mean, I, I can tell you this. I could sit here and talk to 14 different coaches who have all been great with 14 different schemes. It comes in like how well you can communicate, com- you can communicate them. And do you ultimately have the talent 
to fit to that. And then calling games and taking away some stuff, there's a little bit of an element there. But all schemes are designed to work. It's the guys you have in there. And you'll usually get the guys that you want here at Ohio State. So that's what mm-hmm. makes it a little easier. Yeah, I mean, college football is about being multiple, right? I mean, you have you can't just be a 3-5-3 three, three mm-hmm. or 3-5-5. Five, five or I don't know how many guys you're allowed on the field. What is it, 11 now? Is that what they, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, they, they've been changed I thought Ohio that, State yeah. was playing eight-man football. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it. Okay, so, I mean, you have an opportunity to do a lot of things. You see a guy like Jack Sawyer, who I think could really fit into that uh, Jack, yeah. ironically, that Jack role. Mm. Um, it's a little too on the nose. It's just for him. But, I mean, there, there's a – Is it Jack to Imoloal? There's a lot of things that they can do um, because Ohio State does have so many guys that are so, uh, you know, versatile in, in their size and speed combinations. I, I think it's an exciting mix. But from a purely schematic standpoint, I think what's important about brought up is – they were very veteran at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and you you got to have guys that can pick up on that quickly. Otherwise, you have a year or two where you look kind of lost. Well, and you and you can just trust those guys. You can call it probably a little bit more, or some more pressures than you normally would, or you can have them show and do some different things just because they are, you know, been around. They know what you're trying to get done, and they know what you know how you want to try and attack and and make those offenses kind of wonder what's happening. You know, I think initially when he was hired, he was like, oh, he brings pressure, we're, you know, because last year was like, we're not blitzing at all. We're not doing any of this. And it so blitzed I think a that, lot with Greg Schiano, though. Well, I'm, that was that was a choice. Not yeah, good. that was uh, that was an interesting choice. I'm not saying that he's going to come in here and blitz every every down, but I think he does a lot of good stuff where he yeah. throws the kitchen sink at you in, in a, in a al- way. He you also know? drops eight. I mean, there's yeah, times. Yeah, he'll also make it look like everybody's coming, and boom, they're out. And then, you know, he's just bringing his three or four on the on the line there. I mean, he had everything from a three-man rush to a six-man yeah. rush in that Oklahoma game. And the thing about it, if you're going to have the top three, you know, defense in the country in the Big 12, I think that's saying a lot. Because, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a league that doesn't really care about defense. They focus more on the offense down there. And, you know, to be able to go through a full season of, uh, you know, those offenses and have the defense that he did – I'm excited for it, and you know I think a lot of Ohio State fans are as well. Yeah, finishing third in the country coming out of that league. I mean, it's yeah. not that they don't care; it's just really hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People keep saying, "Well, Big Twelve offense," and like that's some sort of insult. They're very good, yeah. so if you can find a way to stop them, that's encouraging. Bob Berm, when you guys are, are referencing how veteran they are, does that mean that you're have a concern about that oh, uh, from that uh, older guys who have played a lot are typically more reliable? Not all the time, but those guys. Generally, the more experience you have, the more things you're able to handle, Mm -hmm. the more things you've seen, because you have to have a lot of adjustments. So you have to be calm. You can't panic. People run hurry-up stuff. And if you're going to try to do a lot of different things, like there's a chance where you get some of this stuff going on. And that's there's only one thing worse than like running the same thing over and over and over again. It's running a million different things and then just having guys wide open and not knowing how to do any of it. So I'd rather just, at that point, just run one thing and at least – we have our guys have the ability to make a play should they be in the right position, as opposed to if we run 80 different calls, there's a chance that we might screw half of them up. To me, it's I call it the Wichita State rule in basketball for some Like every couple of years, these teams like Wichita State have five, six, 50-year seniors, and all of a sudden they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow, look, how are these guys beating up on these highly ranked teams? Well, because these are a bunch of men playing a, bu- playing a bunch of 18-year-olds, and I think the game changes when you have a physically more mature group. Beefy dudes. Now, I'm not saying that Beefy old I'm not dudes. saying that's what happened at Oklahoma State, but you can see that there's been a rise in their defense over the last couple yeah. of years. And it's not a coincidence that now it's when they're the most veteran they've been. I mean, so is there is that the expectation? Yes. I mean he has to come to Ohio State and, and be a top five defense. So if he's not able to teach it, if he's not able to get fired. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be fired, but he's gotta teach it, right? And teaching is is the key. 
Uh, Jeff Halfley w- was really, really good at Ohio State because he had great players, but also he knew how to teach what he was was doing. Um, Matt Barnes is a really good teacher, but the scheme doesn't fit the personnel. So now it has to be a real combination of those things. He's going to show up from Oklahoma State and instantly become the highest paid assistant in Ohio State history. So, Bob, AZ, you guys have talked about Gene Smith's role in this. Three years, $1.9 million per for oh, so It is a three-year deal. Mm. Three-year deal. Good for him. Yeah, this is <laughs> it's what they – I mean, it, it was reported that there were other suitors out there, there for him. Penn oh, State. For sure. Top three defense in the country. You're Penn State have people actually believed uh, until the middle of last week that they were the leaders for that uh, that race, and that did not turn out to be the case. And also I had told you guys last week that Ryan Day's preference was to get to signing day unless something forced his hand, and that mm-hmm. something for Jim Knowles was Penn State. And then Penn Clemson. Club Penson, yeah, Clemson with Brent Venables leaving, and they were – Listen, they had a nice big line item open because Brent Venables was making yeah. you know, two and a half a year, so mm-hmm. they could, you know, they could pay him less than that and more than anybody else, and still be in a pretty good spot. Right? Um, not, not that they would have wanted to do that, obviously, but and they said Oklahoma State, and we made a push and offered him, you know, one three, one four, whatever, to try to stay there. So he he had plenty of suitors. Um, there's going to be expectations with dollars and. You know, come expectation. That's the reality of it. And he has a reputation for this, to be able to come in and have that success. And so I, I don't think you necessarily need to be a top five defense in year one, but I think that you need to be in top five in certain categories, top ten. Like, you've got to be top 15. Your defense can't be a liability. And so what's the metric you use? It's scoring defense, yards per play, total yards per game. You just need to know when you watch it, like, hey, I'm confident we can stop. You know when you see it. We can go, yes. You don't know what it is, but you know what it is. The adult entertainment standard. Yes, it's like pornography. (laughs) You know it when you see it. You know, I mean, that's the reality of it. Whereas, hey, I I don't need to sit here and say we give up 60 yards a game on the ground. I need to know that, hey, when we need to get a stop uh, and it's third and three, someone's not rushing for eight yards consistently. Like, that's the reality. Hey, we're not giving up bombs over the top. We can get sacks. You can create some negative yards plays. You can have some turnovers. Like, all of those things kind of encompass it to me, and it, I'd rather be kind of good at everything than just really good at one or two things and maybe a lag somewhere else. Now, the one thing I don't know if he's any good at is recruiting. I mean, people generally that's asked me about it. I wrote about it on Thursday, but there's a world where Ohio State doesn't have to lose a defensive coach. To add Jim Knowles, and I think that's something people need to understand. The staff alignment doesn't have to be five on five. Like, well, someone would have to. Leave. Someone has somebody, to leave, but it doesn't have to be a defensive coach. If all those guys, if Ryan Day believes all those guys have a fit and they all want to stay, like that could potentially happen. It's not likely, but I think with Jim Knowles, was trying to get me to say something, he told me not to say again. So. I'm not trying to get you to say anything. I'm just saying there's there's obviously possibilities of other guys leaving on the offensive side of the ball too. That you don't know how things shake out. Um, what I do know is talking to people in the recruiting world, there's not really a reputation for Jim Knowles as a recruiter. He's sort of just the guy who well, – He was at Duke. Yeah, but at yeah. Oklahoma <laughs> State, they, they recruit very limited. different than Ohio State. They're not recruiting against the same type of teams Ohio State's recruiting yeah. against. We have no idea if he's going to be able to win those battles against Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, you know, the SEC. But what it comes down to, the best way to win those is by is having by a really good – the guys the most. That too. By having a really good defense yes. and then letting your – Winning games and having a good defense. Letting your elite recruiters – I think Bob's right too. Letting your elite recruiters <laughs> be elite recruiters and making sure that they're coming into a scheme that works. So I think there's an opportunity for Ryan Day to restructure the staff here a little bit and not necessarily have to get rid of any of the elite recruiters. Speaking of elite recruiters, I mean, you, you see the checkbook being opened up for Jim Knowles. Is there anybody else on this staff that might be saying, hey – 
Uh, I need a little bump in what I got going on here. Uh, I, I mean, Ryan Day is what fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. I think that's the reason that you're seeing the amount of rumors coming out about him going to the mm-hmm. NFL that you are. It is a pure leverage play, as far as I have been informed. Uh, Ryan does Day a leverage has, play work if everyone knows it's well, a leverage play? It does, I mean, because they, it's the reality. Because <laughs> well, the leverage yeah. is if, real. If yeah. he, the, he could do as it. As soon and as if, that guy in Chicago is fired. And if Gene Smith wants to call that bluff, then he will be coaching the Raiders or the Bears. Like that. Yeah. That's the situation. Uh, you know, I don't think Ohio State has a problem. Thanks. Paying that if Michigan State is going to pay what they're paying, yeah. you have to at least match that yeah. if you're Ohio State. There's if just Miami, no Florida found the money to pay Mario Cristobal and Manny Diaz buyout and all this stuff. Right. I mean, I would like to think that Kentucky Ohio- is paying Mark Stoops eight and a half million. How much are they paying Cal Perry? I mean, how well, much are they putting forward for their coach? How much are they paying their players? They've been paying them for years. So, I mean, that's all factored in. <laughs> they're paying in crypto in Kentucky. The, the budget's so changing. Maybe an interesting deal down there. Um, that's going to, I mean, that's going to happen. If it yeah. doesn't, that's a problem for the athletic department. You'd have to answer. How about B Hart? Where's he? Yeah, going? I mean that's that one needs to get bumped up pretty substantially. I mm-hmm. believe that the hometown discount expired. That coupon is no longer good. Coupon, <laughs> coupon. And fun coupons. <laughs> yeah, you got one, you got one year at fifty percent, and now you have to boost that up. Those are the two, Jay Z. As I sit yeah. here, that something has to be done, and especially because you look and see now, Jim Knowles at one point nine. There's just no justification for. Brian Hartline making 25% of that. And we've heard rumors that Tony Alford has already, he has already been on the receiving end of a bump. I uh, wouldn't call them rumors, Berm. We know that that's true. Well, it hasn't been like put out there by the school. So Fair enough. Uh, you know, LSU came after him pretty hard. And So what you're saying is there's probably some stuff going on behind the scenes right now to where these guys that well, they're need a little bump be. are going to get it by the time that this game comes or shortly thereafter. Is it getting bumpy? Oh, it's going to get getting bumpy. bumpy. <laughs> it got bumpy after the game that's yesterday. What a nice, look like it, man. What just a, a nice handshake. Just a couple Buckeyes shaking yeah, hands. Yeah, just a couple of Buckeye brothers shaking hands. They shook hands. I mean, well, they did. Does it, did the hands actually <laughs> shake or did they just touch? I don't, they may not even touch. It was more I, of a holding situation. Grable should have went with a, I'm out of here. <laughs> a little more of a hand holding than a hand shaking. How miserable did Urban Meyer look yesterday? Oh, so bad. This is like he was walking and didn't know where he was going. <laughs> I just, just I got a lost soul. Bob, do you walk into a lot of meetings and say, "Hey, I'm a winner. <laughs> you guys suck. You guys are losers." <laughs> just Austin, you justify why I should be talking to you about football right now. That's how our pre-show meetings go. <laughs> we don't. It's have interesting. I mean, that's that's what the the leaks are saying. Those leaks are unemployed. I can't <laughs> right confirm now. or cannot deny any of that. So yeah, that's a, it's an interesting way to look at it. I didn't think uh, <laughs> it's a pretty aggressive statement, aggressive stance. I think we all knew the adjustment was going to be very challenging from from Urban Meyer style here yes. to the NFL, right? I mean, I think a lot of it is just so. adjusting to losing games. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he's lost more games this year. Than, his, than he lost in his entire Ohio State career and Utah career combined. Yeah, I mean, that's that's real. And if he's around next year, it's probably going to be Florida, too. So, I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just the reality of it, man. You lose a lot of games. you Now you can lose seven games and still make the playoffs. Right. You lose yeah, seven he was, games in the NFL and you're considered a winner. Yes. Yeah. Like the Cleveland they were Browns, just eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And they only they had were, what, they two were in there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, I saw that. It's like, did they need to put that out? <laughs> These guys aren't going to make the playoff. Well, I mean, there was still a mathematical chance. Yeah, I know. It was it was the Lloyd Christmas rule. There's, you're saying there's a <laughs> you're chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Okay, so we always have those hanging out. But dumb dumb the Cleveland Browns are seven and six in a game yeah. uh, in a game of 
uh, out of first place, or maybe they're eight. And, what, uh, well, they jumped up no, like the forty-five percent. Bengals and Browns yeah. are both seven and six. The Ravens yeah. are eight and five. But they're they're a game above five hundred and a game out of first place. Like that's yeah. that's the reality oh, yeah, of what no, the, NFL, no, the, the NFL. The NFL, the NFL loves it, and so <laughs> you got to be comfortable. Even the fact, like, hey, we won twelve games, but well, we still lost five, and maybe in one of those games you got blown out. Aaron Rodgers got smoked game one yeah. by the Packers. You're going to lose games in the NFL, even when you're one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, the There's Jaguars smoked the Buffalo Bills earlier. Than yes. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, smoked is real. Okay, they won. Therefore, they smoked them. Because well, didn't they score nine points? In nine to six. You can't smoke anybody if with nine winning, points. If you're winning. We're not talking about curling. If a team that's two and ten is winning, they're, they're, they smoked them. Smoked them. Okay. What's going to happen on Wednesday, Burr? Signing days here. The early, day. si- the early signing period. Uh, it's not necessarily just Wednesday. Players can sign all the way up to Friday. Ooh, uh, okay. Ooh, so it's three days. Man. Oh, Sorry. Nice. Three day winter. You guys got to um, love that. Obviously, Ohio State right now has 17 commitments in the class of 2022. They're a top five class. Things are changing. Texas is uh, surging, we'll say. Uh, they, they've made a big push. They're, they're now up. I, this is not an Ohio State class that's going to finish in the top five, and I think people should understand that based simply on the numbers when you see a lot of other schools signing 30 guys. Why are we not signing 30 guys? Ohio State doesn't have 30 scholarships. Yeah, but not everybody else would either. So, But Ohio State doesn't have 30 scholarships, and therefore they're not going to sign 30 guys. They're going to try to sign the number of openings they have and then try to balance it out with what they could lose in the transfer portal, and those numbers are changing. So when someone goes to the transfer portal, can you offer that scholarship out there? And then, yes. Okay. So you're actually allowed 25 plus 7, a maximum of 7. So they could sign 32 in any every class at this point. But it's as we've talked about all year long, this is the youngest Power 5 roster in the country, and Ohio State does not want to just completely shuck it out the window. So they're not going out and signing Was them. the Watts entering the portal, was that something that was foreseen, Berm? No. Uh, I mean, he was obviously – Lower on the depth chart this year for Ohio State, but he was expected to be at the top three in the rotation when, at corner yeah, next year. When the yeah. Elias Ricks conversation was heating up last week, it was partly in place because of guys like Ryan Watts, Watts and, Cavazos. and Cavazos were both mentioned as part of the reason why they didn't need to pursue Ricks. Now, there were other factors involved with Ricks why they didn't continue that, but you know that was what. What are some know, of those factors? Injury concerns, uh, culture fit, um, both of those things could have kept him from getting on the field uh, in one form or another. Okay. It's a situation where simply, and I, mean, I had this conversation in the Letterman Lounge on our on our forum on, on LettermanRow.com, was that Buckeyes fans are going to have to kind of choose a path here, which way you want to go. Because college football is changing. Red or green, Red. Leo? <laughs> no, I mean, it, college football is changing, and, and you can either be one of the programs that says – Screw it. We're just going to take any guy we want. Who cares about the culture fit? Who cares about how it upsets the guys that have put time and effort into the program? Or you can try to build a program the the old-fashioned way. And Ryan Day and this staff right now still wants to try to build it the old-fashioned way because they think that that chemistry will pay off in the long run as opposed to bringing in a bunch of hired guns. I think what's, what's interesting about that debate is that if people want Ohio State players to care about the rivalry as much as the fans and everybody else does, then and bring in hired guns can't really be the solution. Mercenaries it can't be the solution. We, br- we brought a hired gun don't in. Ca- Anthony don't Schlegel was a hired gun, and he gets the rivalry. Yeah, you look at Schlegel. But he was okay. a three-year guy. It's, it's different when you're bringing in someone for one year just to fill a spot and then doing it year in, year in, year out. That just doesn't promote the culture you're trying to build. And I guess, again, that is the concern 
That's why Ohio State, even over this past weekend, had Austin Stogner uh, transfer from Oklahoma, tight end. Now, if there's a position in the Ohio State program that needs need. a guy who needs a one-year rental for next season, it's the tight end position, and they still have that concern. Like, Cade Stover's put in all this time, you know, G. Scott's put in all this time and transitioning into the new position. And Transitioning is tough. Is it worth – is it worth risking all the work those guys have done to lose them for a guy who maybe not who can't enroll until June? Yeah. And then tight end is not a position like cornerback or running back where you just go out there to go play. You got to yeah. know the offense. So there's a lot of moving parts that you have to look at and go, okay, does this fit for what we're trying to do? And I know a lot of people are. We want to be Alabama. We want to that. If you want that, you might need to root for Alabama or wait until <laughs> wait wait three more years. <laughs> Because wow. wait three, four more years until Ohio State has no choice to but to do that because the game is changing rapidly. It's not fun, honestly. I think it's terrible for the game. That was quite a suggestion. In two weeks now, Berm has suggested more government oversight. Yes, he does like to be big government. cheering I, for Alabama. I just, I mean, people need mm. to make a decision. Do you think the transfer portal, because they're talking right now <clears throat> about walking back to early signing period. They, have, they, to, should. they have to do that. They, they don't need to. What it should have been all along was in August. It shouldn't. Yeah. It's. It's the early signing oh, period in yeah. itself is not a problem. The early signing period right now is a problem because it changes and informs the way every staff around the country does everything they do. Or ADs, anything. Right. Okay. So if you have it in August and you know that kids are enrolling early, then those kids can do it. And then if there's a coaching change, then maybe you can allow kids out of a LOI or something at this point. But August in February made a whole heck of a lot of sense when this was originally being discussed, not December 20th. I don't know why they wouldn't just do July 1st, 2nd. Yeah, it's, that's the way they do it in basketball, and it <coughs> never seems to have an issue. So yeah, I, I'm not sure go. why college football made it so challenging. Yeah, nobody's ever complained Because they're about smarter, that. though. But Let's they need to change the, the early signing period. They need to make adjustments to the transfer portal. And, do you think and, there will be adjustments to the transfer portal? Not anytime soon, but I think in a couple – it's unsustainable. It's completely unsustainable, and it's – What about it, when there's more players in the portal than there well, are? We're already – there's, yeah. yeah. there's, there's, there's a bunch of men There's like right? 1,500 kids in the portal, and only 6% of them have found other schools. What, what, what's going on with all these kids? How long can you survive in the portal? Do you get nourishment in there? No nourishment. Yeah. No, it's a no black hole. You're, I mean, are you just out of school and everything if you it's go to the portal? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you, not, you don't have to be. The school can decide they, if they want to keep paying your financial like, aid. Like Dallas Gantt lived in the portal after week four. But and they, he stayed to finish his degree. He's actually not going to finish it until the spring, so he's probably, let's say, going to go to Toledo. But he he won't be there until the summer. So I mean, so Ohio State, yeah. but that's Ohio State choosing to continue to pay for his financial mm -hmm. aid. They don't have to. Yeah. So it's all about how you want to operate. And it's the transfer portal, and we talked about it just a little bit earlier. Like it really should be after two years in a program. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that there's anyone who could argue that that would be a smarter way to handle the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two years in the program, at least you have some baseline. Like, you've yeah. tried to make it work, and it doesn't. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Give everybody one freebie, but make it be for two years. So at least you have to stay through a second yeah. season, a spring ball, get to know some people. work Because your freshman year stinks, man. It's it's hard. Yep. It's hard, regardless of whether you're starting every game or you're red-shirted playing mm -hmm. scout team. Like, it's just – it's tough. Coaches are yelling at you. You don't know what's going on. You mess things up all the time. Oh, I was like, so scared of Dino in my freshman year. Oh, I mean, even <laughs> if you're God playing, like, you just—that's what we're as we were talking about. Jim Knowles, like 
you just don't know things. And so you, you're an idiot. Like, I mean, I mean, I've had a coach tell me before this was in the NFL, but MF or was a term of endearment. Like, I mean, I was kind of trying to mind meld you there into like thinking that we're like, like Stockholm syndrome will bond you to the captor. Like <laughs> Texas, you, Texas was gonna, doing that this season. But that's uh, like, but that, that's kind of how it operates. So you just, but then you enter that second, your spring, you're like, all right, like yeah. been through this. We're reinstalling everything now for the yep. second time. I get it. Like, I know what these guys are good at. I feel like I can play. I've done some things. And then, okay, you go through that, get a summer work in, see if you can play in your second year. And then, you know, you know where you are. And so hopefully, I, that, that is ultimately what I would like to see because guys come in. It's like, oh, my freshman year didn't go as I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought I was going to come in and start 14 games and be all conference. Like, the reality of that happening when you're 17 and then all of a sudden you see these guys and you think you look the same as them <laughs> and then you physically get around them. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, these yeah. dudes, they're dudes. These dudes are 21, yeah. 22 or in Schlegs's case, 25 years old. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my gosh, I went up to block this like guy grown men. and he hit me yeah. and his head was like a bowling ball. Yeah. And I, I went to a knee and then couldn't even First remember. First time I name. took a snap behind a starting offensive line. My freshman year, like, Geez, this is a brick wall here. Like, <laughs> this is insane. Like you can't see, like all yeah. everyone's just so yeah. big. Like yeah. there's so much movement. You come I mean, from high school, you might have one big guy, and then you just have even at a great high school program yeah. where you might have three, four, five scholarship players. Like you're not having three, like five Ohio State, Alabama caliber players. You're having like a handful of those, yeah. some smaller. Yeah, maybe, guys. Yeah, you get, yeah. I mean, it's just it is what it is, and so you've got to get used to this, and it takes time. So congratulations to everybody signing yes. on Wednesday. Get ready. Uh, it's a great day for these kids, yeah. man. Like, it's awesome. awesome. It's everything they worked for, uh, but college football needs to make So money. do you sign, when you sign your letter of intent, do they have, like, can you put addendums, like, the NIL stuff, do they just staple all those together and they all go to like mall? Is it like it's like a home mortgage? Here's now? all like, my deals. Send it into compliance. Used to just Give be one signature. Yeah. Get back to me in 15 days. We'd yeah. sign like maybe two of them and you'd fax them in. At this point, anything's it, possible. Now you can just sign it and take a picture of it with your cell phone and send it in an email. You don't have to fax it. That's, yeah, well, of course. Because who faxes? Has a fax it? Taking all the fun out. Facsimile. Of it. Well, the but, school, high school still have it. But then again, most kids don't go to high school anymore. Exactly. Go to high school. What are you talking <laughs> hey, about? That's a whole. I thought it was like almost like a home mortgage. Like, all right, this is. Your, this is your national deals. This is your local. This is your security. Sign here. Sign here. Boom, boom, sign boom. here. So we have all that to look forward to this yes. week. And I promise at some point we're going to talk about the Rose Bowl and the matchup with Utah, but it just won't be today. Uh, we appreciate Nicole Cox for having us into the Letterman Lounge again for Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Fried pickles mm, or something two else. $2 appetizers. For $2 on Tuesday. That's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. We will see you next Monday for Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters.